Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text today's message comes from the Gospel reading of Mark, chapter 4, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today let's talk about the word trust. The dictionary defines trust like this. As a noun, it's reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, surety, etc., of a person or thing. Confidence. As a verb, trust is to rely upon or place confidence in someone or something. Other words you could use to describe trust would be to have hope in something or someone, to have faith in someone or something. Trust is a big word in our world today. If you do a quick Google search of trust the science or trust the experts, you'll find that the majority of images or articles that pop up are connected to COVID-19 and vaccines. In that case, the world wants you to trust those who have more experience than you do regarding things like viruses, compared to trusting the words of someone that you read online who has no actual background in the science. But that's just it, isn't it? It's so easy to find any person's perspective on any topic if we just look online, even if those perspectives are polar opposites. Thus, it takes some wisdom, some discernment, doing your own research to figure out which opinion or perspective is most trustworthy. You don't necessarily just take someone or something that you read online at their word without digging a little deeper. I mean, that's no different than me telling you that you should believe everything that I say. So if this is your first time ever joining us online, I'm glad that you are with us. And you should believe every word that I say to you. Just trust me, okay? But if you don't know me, or anything about what I believe, you should probably do a little bit of research on your own. You should probably crack open your Bible and compare the things that I say to you with what the Bible says. Because ultimately, when I say, trust me, I'm really saying, trust God and his word, not me. Because that's what I'm putting my trust in. And the reality is this. Has any person ever let you down? I mean, did, did you ever put your trust in someone and they broke that trust? Did you tell a friend a secret just between the two of you and well, they went and told other people? Did someone tell you that they would meet you at a certain day and time and they didn't show up? Did someone tell you something and then you find out later that everything they told you was a lie? Did someone tell you that they would always be there for you? And then in your greatest moment of need, they weren't there? That reminds me of a little bit of the gospel reading for today. Jesus and the disciples had been going all over the place, around the Sea of Galilee, teaching the people and performing miracles. And then Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go across to the other side. So they get into the boat, they leave the crowds behind, and 
And we see that this, this isn't the only boat on the water. There were other boats with them. Because maybe not everyone, Jesus and the 12 disciples, would fit in the same boat. And while they're making their way across, a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. As the boat begins to fill with water, the disciples maybe start bailing the water out, and they look over at Jesus, and he's asleep. There is Jesus in the back of the boat, sound asleep. In the middle of the storm, the waves are crashing in. The boat is filling with water. When the disciples need him, Jesus is having a nap. Now, there's a number of reasons why people will go to sleep. It's bedtime. They're getting ready for the next day. They need to get refreshed or renewed. I mean, they're tired. They're exhausted from a long day's work. Or maybe they fall asleep because they're just completely comfortable and relaxed in their surroundings. Those are the people that can sleep anywhere. On a plane, on a bus, laying down, sitting down, standing up, in class, while they're eating, on a boat in the middle of the storm. Now, we don't get the reason why Jesus decides to sleep here. We do know that Jesus is a man. And being a man, he got tired and he needed to sleep. He probably had a long day teaching all the people, performing miracles, just needed a little rest. Yet Jesus is also God. And as God, he would know exactly what was going to happen. That going across the Sea of Galilee, he knew that a storm was going to arise. He knew that he was going to perform a miracle, that the boat wouldn't sink. So he was completely comfortable waiting for the disciples to wake him up. And you can imagine the panic the disciples have as they wake him up during the storm and say to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus, the boat is filling with water. We are starting to sink. The waves are too big for us to handle. Do you want us to die? And Jesus, after being woken up by the disciples, he stands in the boat. I imagine him standing. And he says with three simple words to the raging storm, Peace, be still. And immediately, there was peace. Jesus then says to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Almost as if he's saying, you've been with me so long, you have seen my miracles, and yet you still have doubts that I care about you, that, that I'm able to save you, that I'm able to take care of you. You still don't fully believe in me? And aren't we like the disciples? We can read God's word, we can see Jesus' miracles, and yet we still have doubts. We don't fully trust him. And that's because we're sinners. And because we're sinners, we'd rather put trust in ourselves, in other people, in things that we read online, rather than in God. We want to do our, our own, we want to do things our own way, rather than God's way. Or we doubt whether or not God actually cares about us, or that God really loves us. But the only thing that we get 
when we try to live our life without God, is a sinking boat. We're drowning in our own sin. We are heading towards death. And we deserve the consequences of our sins. We deserve death. We deserve eternal death. We deserve hell. But there's three simple words that Jesus speaks into the storms of our life, speaks into our sinking boat, speaks into our death, speaks into our hell. And that's, I love you. Jesus demonstrates his own love for us, as Romans chapter 5 says, that while we were still sinners, he died for us. He demonstrated, showed us his love by dying for us. He died to rescue us from sin and death and the devil. He died to, for, to give us the forgiveness of our sins. He died to give us salvation, to give us heaven. And it all became a reality with three simple words. It is finished. And in his resurrection from the dead, he proves that he has defeated sin, death, and the devil, and that he has won our salvation. That eternal life is ours for all who believe. As Jesus says in John chapter 14, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. We are called to trust, to believe in Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. But we can't do it on our own. And that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit to give us the gift of faith so that we do believe, so that we do trust, so that we know that whatever storms may come, Jesus is in our boat with us, that he is stronger than any storm, that he is greater than any wave, that he is there to calm our fears and to give us peace. And Jesus is always in our boat, even if it sometimes feels like he's sleeping that he doesn't care about us. He's there. He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't leave us. He loves us. And sometimes maybe he's just waiting for the right moment, waiting for us to cry out to him because he wants us to come to him at all times with everything, with all of our needs, with all of our cares and concerns and worries and fears and struggles and doubts and hardships and weaknesses and sins and failures, and requests, and prayers. And not only do we want Jesus in our boat, but we also want fathers in our boat. Today is Father's Day, a day where we recognize fathers, celebrate a day with them. Some of you may have had great fathers, have great fathers, Fathers who were actively involved in your life, who were in your boat with you, in all of the calm moments, in all of your storms as well. A father to cheer you on in all of your activities, to read you stories, to teach you how to play catch, to lead you and guide you and love you and be there whenever you need him. And some of you have 
men in your lives that are not your biological fathers that have stepped in and filled that fatherly role. Fathers and fatherly figures are a blessing from God. And fathers have a significant impact on the spiritual life and direction of their children. They are the most important factor for the maturity and faith for their children. But not all of us have had fathers in our boat or fathers who were active in our boat or fathers we could put our trust in, that we could rely or depend upon. Some of us had fathers who were always sleeping, not giving a concern or care for us. Some of us had fathers who let us down. Some of us had a, never had a father step into our boat because they were never there. And some of us have, as fathers, some of us as fathers have let our children down. Because fathers, just like you and me, are sinners. Because fathers, like me, we let others down. And I speak of that from my own life as a son and as a father. We let others down. And when fathers let us down, Jesus lifts us up because Jesus is perfect and he surrounds us with his loving arms. He came to forgive. He came to forgive sinners like you and me. He came to forgive fathers like me who make mistakes or fathers who were never there. He came to forgive all people. Where fathers are active in the boat, Jesus was right there with them blessing them. And where fathers have failed, Christ has stepped in. Where fathers never got in the boat, Jesus was always there. As Psalm 118 says, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Jesus will never let us down. He will never leave our boat. He will be with us in every storm of our life. And by faith, we trust in him. And we know with certainty and confidence that he will lead us to the shores of everlasting life because of his death and resurrection. That is his promise to us. And he always keeps his promises. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.